Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Here we are. We're here. Hey. Back at full strength is in so, the studio. I haven't seen you guys in like a month. I, feel I know. Like. What's going on? It seems like it. Lawrence is here. It's a little toasty in here, but it's wonderful just to be back in the studio. It's, we're, we're not officially back until shirtless dark guy makes an appearance. So we're yeah. well, he's been out there. He, Since yesterday, our, he was there multiple doesn't times. Doesn't count. We we weren't here for free meat shirtless guy day. So uh, <laughs> I think the <laughs> it's always free meat meat day when shirtless guys. Oh out yeah, there. you got to see the display. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the last time that we all three were in studio was uh, the day he came out and had a shirt on. Yeah. Was it not? All hell's broken. I had, that yeah. day <laughs> been, I had that day deleted from my memory. It was it's too been, sad. It's, it's been wild since then. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today, believe it or not. Uh, we have a date for the Marion Hosa jersey retirement. Uh, the prospects and some of the veterans were out practicing today at Fifth Third Arena. Mario's got a great piece at allchgo.com. That you should definitely check out about Patrick Kane. It'll make you uh, depressed and give you a reason to yell at me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're always looking for That's a reason to yell nice. at Mario. Yeah, yeah exactly why not? Good, good idea. We've got the Tom Curver's Prospects Showcase beginning, and the rosters are out, so a ton to get to. But let's start with the biggest of those stories. Hit the like button. Oh, yeah. Hit the like button. That's smash it. Dab it up. Leg drop it. Atomic drop it, <laughs> give it the razor's edge, whatever you need to do, Choke slam hit that, like, that button. like button. It is uh, very beneficial to us Thank when you. you do that. And while you're there on the old YouTube, hit that subscribe button and turn those notifications on so every time we go live, you can join us and all that great stuff. And, of course, if you're listening to the audio version, the less handsome version of the show, uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so November 20th is the day that number 81 goes to the rafters. For eternity, yep. the demigod himself, Marion Hosa, will have his jersey retired. Uh, our fearless leader, Kevin, texted, said, who's the genius who put this on the same day as a Bears game? <laughs> From what I can tell, the Bears game is at noon that day. Yeah. Against the Falcons. That's what I said. So, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, so it most full, likely won't be flexed. Hey, beautiful we'll we'll be able to day. point out the double dippers very easily in that crowd from the press box. <laughs> yeah. be the dudes that fall asleep <laughs> shortly after yeah. the banner goes up. Yeah. Or throw up in their seat. Um no, I mean, it's a Sunday. So that's a traditional Hawks. Makes sense. Sunday night, 6 o'clock puck drop. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins legend Marion Hosa gets his <laughs> jersey uh, yeah. against his former team that he spent, like, what, three Two months weeks? with? Yeah, like a couple <laughs> months with them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 6 o'clock game on a Sunday. I mean, that's, that's a traditional Blackhawks home game. Early enough, you want to bring your kids to the game. That's going to be one of the uh, the – Top selling ticket to the season, if not the top. I would, probably I, the most. I would not be surprised if that is like one of the few, one if not the only complete sellout. Yeah, where it's not just a ticket sellout; it is a butts and seat sellout. Yeah, that that'd be my only guess. Maybe you get, you know, opening night. Maybe uh, against the Red Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of Red Wings maybe. fans in the building. Doesn't matter; their money's green. It counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe they, I don't think they'll get a sell but I bet you they get a really good crowd for that game in March uh, against Ottawa when Alex DeBrinkett makes his return. Probably. Yep. yep but yep. we'll see. Yeah. As far as like, if I had to guess, if there's only one game that's going to sell out this year, it's that maybe one. That one. NB in the chat says tickets secured for November 20th. Good work. Good job. Uh, yeah. Jump on those tickets yeah. now before a lot of people realize what it is yet. Yep. Uh, tickets are, tickets are on sale. And if you, uh, if you really want to be savvy about it. Use that game time app. Get yourself some uh, some yeah. tickets for November twentieth. Yeah, it's a really good idea. We're gonna tell you more about game time later, but uh, I used that for a Sox game a while back. <laughs> awesome seats at a ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. So I could not believe how little I paid to go see <laughs> the White Sox like five feet off the field. Yeah. Anyway, trying to think of like athletes in Chicago who are universally agreed upon that. Everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you talk about Taves and Kane, for various reasons, there are some people that, that don't love them, right? They have their detractors. Um, Duncan Keith, towards the end, had a little bit of a drop-off. Brent Seabrook's legacy was a little bit tarnished because of the contract and the poor performance towards the end of it. Marion Host is a guy who I think every fan in Chicago loves. You know, and it's it's going to be really cool to see 
uh, how that night goes. And, and the other part of this, too, is who's going to do it? Foley's gone. Yeah. Olchek's gone. Is it going to be John Weideman? Is it going to be Troy Murray? Is I it be- going to be uh, Chris Foster? I bet it'll be Weideman. Weideman or his uh, former teammate, Patrick Sharp. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, could see that. Could Master that. of Ceremonies. Or, or Gene Honda. He announced his name a lot over the years. Arian yeah. Hosa. You know, uh, you got some options there. Maybe, maybe that's a night you bring Pat Foley back. See, that would be cool. Yeah, you. He's not could. doing nothing in November. I'm sure he would love to get out there and ham it up and see all the fans. People would they, eat that up too. Yeah. He would. Yeah, absolutely. I just wonder, th- and that would be a good indication to show us, like, what is the true, uh, what are Pat's true feelings about his career ending? Do we see him? in some substitution roles here and there? Do we see him as a master of ceremony for big events? That would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to see that. It's a guy who saw the vast majority of the games that Marion Hosa played here. I mean, if there's going to be, you're going to start retiring the numbers of this dynasty era team. There's nobody perfect more suited to do it than Pat Foley. Yeah. yeah. It adds to the, it would add to the excitement and the aura of that night. It would oh, make absolutely. it even more take a special night and make it just like unforgettable. Yeah, if, if you, you bring back it, Pat, Fuller if you want to please a lot of people for at least one night of next season, if you do November twentieth, you're you're retiring Marion Hosa's number. That's the that's the night you're doing it, and you say, oh yeah, by the way, Pat Foley's coming back. Yeah, yep. That's that that that'll be uh, that'll bring him in. Really good PR move. But the the simple answer to that question. Who does you get to do Marion Hosa's jersey retirement ceremony? You get whoever jo- Marion Hosa wants. <laughs> yes, that's true. If he says, yeah. I want Edzo back for one night, you make it happen because don't piss off Marion Hosa because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. bad things happen. He'll just do it himself. But yeah. We can. But to get back to your original point about universally loved players, I think part of the reason Marion Hosa was universally loved, not only because of the player he was, the guy he was, he never – had that decline right he was still right, playing yeah. pretty much top level hockey when he had to retire because of the skin condition now people can you get your tinfoil hats and your conspiracies about that whole situation they've been out yeah. there but he never had that decline mm-hmm. i mean sure he was he a, he was a still half get- a step but he was still being a very productive top six yeah. player until the very end um so I think that had a lot to do with it too, because yeah, Taves, Jonathan Chaves has taken a bit of a, a, a getting beat up a little bit the last couple of years because of a the natural decline and some of the silly things he said. You know, uh, Duncan Keith, you mentioned Seabrook; those guys started to decline. And sports is always to the fans, "What have you done for me lately?" Right. And as soon as you start not playing at a level they're used to, while but getting paid for that level, fans turn on you mm-hmm. real quick. Patrick Kane hasn't had that yet either because. He's still playing. You know, he's had his third best season of his career this past year. Yeah, and I will say those feelings go away when the players do too. Like yeah. when we saw everybody come out for Taves' uh, 1,000th game, all the alternate captains that had been there, Seabrook, Keith, Crawford was on the mm-hmm. Jumbotron, people went nuts, and all that stuff was forgotten. Oh, yeah. Right, and you were, even that night for Jonathan Taves, we had been – really critical of Jonathan Taves Leading up since to that, yeah. the launch. But that night we put it all aside and said, hey, let's remember all the great stuff this guy has done. And that's how he'll be remembered. But, Greg, your point yeah. about people like the conspiracy theorists, TSN uh, retweeted the HOSA retirement tweet from the Blackhawks, and like the first comment was, thank you for the cap circumvention. And, yes, of course, the cap has been circumvented in the past, Yes, by the Blackhawks. But this, no. Hosa, his last year at the Hawks scored 26 goals. Yeah. There's no scenario. At what, 39 years old? Yeah. There's no scenario in which the Blackhawks were better off without Marion Hosa yeah, on their team. still trying to be a playoff team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would right. be one thing if it happened this year. When yes. you're trying to <laughs> right. take Then you can, yeah, then right, you can right, go, right. aha, I see what you did there. But there was no reason to do it when it happened. They were still trying mm-hmm. to pass off as being a contender um yeah so they were they were trying to win games they were trying to be in the postseason and plucking marion hosa off that roster did them no favors right that's why they that's forced the hand to try and get brandon sod back right because that was your poor man's marion hosa very poor man's marion Hosa. not a slam with brandon no. sod i love brandon sod good but player you, you you can't 
do what Marion Hosa did. Um, Being a poor man's Marion Hosa is a great compliment. Absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, I'd love to be a poor man's Marion Hosa <laughs> yeah. one day. Um, also, but real quick on the deal, too. 5.275. That's not a restrictive salary. That was really preventing and, the And Hawks. again, it's so you know. stupid. We talk about it with Duncan Keith that he retired. The Haw- Punishing teams for, for contracts that were legal when they signed. It's not the player or the team's fault that you changed the CBA after that right. contract. It's so stupid. One of the yeah. hundreds of things that the NHL does wrong. Well, and it um, should also be if, the, if that player is traded while they're still playing, right. why, do you, why is your cap hit when you've gotten you, – when you you've traded. moved the player? You've moved the – the player, you've yeah. moved the contract. They it's, shouldn't be hitting you anymore. It's so stupid. I mean, thankfully, it doesn't matter this year, as we mentioned with the Duncan Key stuff. Yeah. Who cares uh, for, about the salary cap yeah. this year? It means nothing. It might have actually helped them. They probably didn't have to sign. They could go without signing one more competitive veteran. Yeah, that they're, might yeah, they're not a, hurting. A few extra points this season that they don't want. So, yeah, they're not hurting to, you know, to get to the cap. And maybe this is why... Phil Kessel is is in Las Vegas and not Chicago because he knew he wouldn't be able to wear number eighty one. Even that though he can't wear it with Vegas, could have been a big reason. Yeah, because Marsha Shaw has it. But how dare he not give it to Phil Kessel? F that guy! <laughs> how dare you not? If Phil Kessel says he wasn't I willing, eighty one, you say wasn't yes, sir. Will, wasn't willing to pony up the uh, the the hot dog uh, the hot dog ransom that Phil <laughs> Phil Phil was looking for. Yeah, but, I mean, um, how many hot dogs would it take? Yeah, that's a question. Right. That's that that's that's a five figure number there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you know with with Hosa coming uh, coming back, the retirement. It's just you know it's just going to be a, a good it's going to be a good night. And and with the you know with the whole conspiracy theory thing, I think this is a good reason to um, be like, hey, like if you really want to know what happened with Hosa and and the severity of of what led to him being forced to walk away from hockey. Um, I, I think you're going to learn a lot about it from him himself in the in the book that's going to be coming out uh, that was co- uh, co-written by by Hosa and uh, our friend Scott Powers. So um, I'm sure that's going to have a lot of detail about the end of his career. And I, I think you know Scott Powers a few years ago even went to Slovakia and and talked with Hosa and was just like, hey, like how have you been? Like all this stuff. And and Hosa talked about what he had to go through just to play hockey. And the fact that when when he was in town at the end of last season to announce the retirement and the Jersey retirement and everything, um, he said that I I, I remember in his um, little press conference that they did, he said basically the medication he was taking so he could play hockey Mm -hmm. was essentially going through chemo, which is insanity. To do that and then still play and like to still Marian be playing, yeah. yeah, still be Marion Hosa. Crazy. So, yeah, for his for his health, if you want to, you know, if you want to crack your jokes online, that's fine. But I mean, that's that's a real life yeah. uh, hard issue to, to to go through. And for a competitor like him to be like, you know what, I'm gonna try and play as much as I can and go through this as much as I can, as much as my body and medically can go through. Uh, and then to be basically told, like, hey, if you keep doing this, you're probably going to, like, your body's going to shut down yeah, on Your you. quality of life will be yeah. shit for, so the, it's, for the rest of it. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm happy to see that he's he's doing well. He's healthy. He looks like he could go take a couple shifts if he wanted to. Um, shifts. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, multiple. Not just one more. <laughs> multiple. Um so it'll Important be it'll be it'll be fun to uh, to see him out there. I wonder if they do that the the one last shift that night too with Hosa, gear S- gear him up, put him, put him out, in, put him out in warm ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they can with the with the skin condition. Can he I, uh, can he even do that? He doesn't need pads. You can't hurt him. Just go out there shirtless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? Is that a statue? No, that's actually him. <laughs> I was wondering what team they were going to do do it against. Um, I thought maybe the Ottawa Threshers. game. <laughs> Thrashers, yeah, when the Thrashers I, come to town. I, yeah, I, I thought maybe the, uh, the that Ottawa game, since he spent most, you know, yeah. a, a good majority of his career before getting here, but then that's also the Debrinkit return, so that probably, and I'm sure it had to do with Hosa's schedule itself, but you know, I, it was it was kind of wondering. I was like, man, should it be the Coyotes, the last team he technically <laughs> played for? Uh, Coyotes legend. But the Penguins, that'd be kind of fun because he still has. Uh, he was there. He played with Crosby and Malkin for and the those few weeks and yeah. the Tang. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to be like, hey, here's 
a team that's decided to move on from their glory days, and here's a team just just grasping, grasping, on, like, like let they're 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 putting these old guys together with duct tape before every game, throw them out there to be like, hey, we kind of sort of <laughs> still can do this, but no, you can't. So it's kind of it's kind of a fun cr- contrast that you're actually going to have guys on the ice on both teams. That got to play and with still played with them, yeah. I really like your Coyotes idea. They could have brought out all of his old teammates, like Pavel Datsu, Chris, Chris, Chris Pronger could have been out yeah. there. Dave Bolin was <laughs> Dave a Bolin. Dave Bolin. I mean, former teammate. You know, that would have been just so cool to see all those all those Coyotes legendary legends right there. Been <laughs> great. It's so great. I just love that they've become a dumping ground for bad contracts. But we just and the five thousand seat Mullet Arena. Boy, things are everything's coming up, Coyotes, isn't hey, it? That's all right. In five years, when they finally get an arena. They'll still. They're gonna figure they it are. out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh what are you munching on over there, buddy? These are little uh chicken uh kebab sausage bites uh provided to us by our good friends at Green Ridge Farms. They look delightful. They are delicious. I also see uh, Lawrence behind the mic just Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was trying to kiss <laughs> kill a beef stick there, while there, I was producing. There's just Encased meat all over hey, this office. Tight right turnaround. I did bears. You know, bears ended like 20 minutes before this started. I needed a snack on something. I'll tell you what, that chipotle mustard that came along with it. Ooh, that's good. Well, we picked yeah. the, we picked the wrong day to have to be remote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we everybody. Missed, we missed yeah. out on the Thanks cookout yesterday. But, but hey, uh, the grill is a beautiful Weber grill outside now. We, oh, yeah. So. Well, it's nice. I'm glad that, I'm glad fi- that that's, that's set up. We finally put it together in September. Yeah. Way to go, team. Uh, you know, you can, you can grill year-round. It's, it's yeah, going to be 90s. You can grill weekend, in the winter. Yeah. Especially yeah. on our little compartment. Look forward to yeah. it. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have plenty of, uh, of fine meats uh, to grill all throughout the year. Uh, thanks to our friends at Green Ridge Farms. They've come on as a sponsor. If you don't know about Green Ridge Farms, they are a local Chicago meat and cheese company offering a better all-natural option. They are make they are the makers of all-natural deli meat, including sausages and or deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks, which I am snacking on here during the show. Perfect for tailgating, happy hours, or school lunches. They are all-natural meat sticks, and they are hardwood smoked for eight hours. And uh, they come in different flavors: chicken, black forest beef, uh, jalapeno cheddar, spicy chili. Um, I haven't tried all of them yet. Uh, that's the one the, I was just trying was the there, spicy but, uh, chili one, and uh, it was one you got? spicy spicy chili. Spicy chili, uh, yeah. That, that's uh, that's next on the plate for me. Ooh, after it was the, delicious after the show, but a um, spicy, but good. they are uh, absolutely delicious. I've had Green Ridge before they were on uh, with us here at CHGO. I will definitely continue to have them. Uh, and their fine quality products now that they are officially a sponsor. They were the uh, meat providers for our uh, Chicago White Sox tailgate earlier this summer. And uh, that was... To go out on a limb and say they'll be doing the same for our Bears tailgate coming up I believe so. Weeks. I believe that will be oh, the case. Oh, a Bears oh, tailgate? Bears what? Oh, yeah. Oh. We should mention that. Yeah. Funny, yeah, that's, that's on the screen up. all of a sudden. Yes, the, uh, before the, the uh, Bears-Texans game, uh, Sunday, September 25th, you can join all of us at CHGO uh, as our first official, but not last, CHGO football tailgate. Starts at 8 a.m., I believe. Uh, it's the parking lot at Roosevelt and Michigan, I Correct. believe. Yep. Just right a short early. stroll from the uh, F- Soldier Field. Starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to kickoff at noon. Uh, check out at allchgo.com. You can get the link to buy your tickets. $34 a ticket. I like that number. That's that's special that number. Works. That works. Uh, and it gets you all the food and drinks you want with your yeah, ticket. Yeah, honestly, we were talking about this on the Bears podcast. That's an insanely low number considering. I mean, $34 inside the stadium gets you uh, a bottle of yeah. water and a kick in the ass. That's about yeah. all you get inside the stadium for, yeah. for that kind of money. Which, which concession stand is that? <laughs> it's the kick in the ass. Just some old lady. <laughs> all right, come over here. Boom! Those That'll the, be twenty five dollars. That, that's that's the only section I can afford seaside at a Bears game. <laughs> yeah. I gotta start using game time, I guess. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Thirty four dollars. Yeah. You get food. You get drink. There's gonna be a DJ with music right now. All as many of our CHGO pals there to hang out with. So come and join us. That's gonna be a fun game, and I like that one because it's won't be cold yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh, and you do again. I know Greg said it, but you do need tickets. Secure your tickets at allchgo.com. You don't need a ticket to the Bears game either. No, you can just, come yeah, just come to, to the tailgate, tailgate hang yeah. out with us, and then you know go watch it at a local watering hole or whatnot. However, there is a if link. You by the do way, do need a, a ticket. Oh yeah, the segways we got going on. We've here. got a place you can get them. Yes, game time. 
They are the hottest new ticketing site, and they make it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You ever wanted an awesome seat? You ever dreamed about, like, 50-yard line seats at a Bears game, front row seats to see Harry Styles or whoever you're into these days, whatever the youths are listening to? It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. I already mentioned the Sox tickets I bought a couple weeks ago. I paid $80 for three tickets, five rows off the field. Unbelievable. Can't beat that. Just, uh, uh, they guarantee the lowest price. So if you buy your ticket and you find it cheaper elsewhere, get in touch with them and they will match the price. It's a no-brainer. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our YouTube description. And I just went through it. If you're watching the YouTube, I used our link there. Please use our link. Uh, this is the Hosa Night. Uh, the cheapest ticket is, believe it or not, $81 right now. That's fitting. That number will probably go down as it gets closer to the game. But uh, very cool website, very easy to use, yeah. as is the app. Uh, it is a super easy to use uh, website and app. It's great. Uh, but again, go to our YouTube page. When you want to use the Game Time app, use that link to connect. Yes, please. Boom. You help us, you help yourself. It's, it's a win-win situation. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And we've got some actual hockey events this weekend, Friday and Sunday, the Tom Curvers uh, Prospect Showcase. I spelled it wrong when I emailed for a credential. I did it with a C mm. instead of a K because I'm always thinking about Culver's. Culver's. Yeah, Culver's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm thinking yeah. about Culver's. Pretty close. <laughs> Kalia, uh, who handles the credentials at the Hawks, is probably like, this fat guy just can't <laughs> stop thinking about Culver's. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Uh, but, for, yeah, Friday and Sunday, the Hawks and Wild Prospects take the ice. And um, a lot of the names you would expect – uh, two though that I was I don't know maybe I, people were kind of like why are you surprised about this when I saw Lucas Reichel and Alex Vlasic on the list I was a, a bit surprised by that were you guys mm, yes and no I wonder looking well, we'll get into this I wonder if there's some sort of like age rules to this thing could too, be because there's a couple guys who aren't on it that I was like hmm um, Lucas Reichel maybe a little bit Vlasic no. I mean, I'm not one of these guys who have just made him an NHL player right, right now. I know we got excited because he, he had a lot of progression at the end of the year last year. He To me, he needs to be in Rockford, uh, at least for a little bit. Unless he shows in training camp that, you know, hey, we can't send him to Rockford. But I still think he needs some, some grooming, uh, some seasoning here, like our Greenwich Farms meat sticks. <laughs> he needs to get properly seasoned before yeah. he can be consumed at the NHL level. Um <laughs> Reichel, I'm a little surprised at, but you know what? Let him go be a big big fish in a little pond for a weekend, get a little confidence going into a training camp. Yeah, why not? Uh, I think the Velasic thing became less of a surprise when he was a prospects camp. Yeah. That was surprising for a guy that played top pair at the end of the year for the team that he was a prospects camp. So it's like we said I the mean, other day. He's still a young guy. Yeah. He's he, never gone through any of this with the Hawks. Right. So, I mean, yep. it's more of probably not a – sign of where they think he is but more of like hey you need to get acclimated to be an nhl player so as much time as you can get learning how we do things the better and as we said the other day whole new coaching not whole new but mostly new coaching staff yeah uh, a lot of these guys are starting from square one um and there's no real edge just yet and that's why this preseason is going to be something to keep an eye on because there are some true battles and scott powers wrote probably last month at this point that the plan was for Reichel to start the season in Rockford. So unless he comes out guns blazing and lighting the world on fire in the preseason, he probably won't be here to start either. So I don't know. I think the preseason becomes a lot more interesting. Um, but this prospects, let's, we can go over the roster real quick. Uh, yeah. There's 13 forwards, Evan Barrett, DJ Busticker, Colton Dock, Cole Gutman, Gavin Hayes, Paul Ludwinski, Riley McKay, uh, Yakapur, Lucas Reichel, Samuel Savoie, my guy. Joseph Serpa, who was a camp invite yep. and stood out, looked pretty good. Uh, Josiah Slavin, Michael Tepley, those are the forwards. Defenseman Nolan Allen, uh, Louis Crevier, Ethan Del Mastro, uh, Jakob Galvis, Kevin Korczynski, the first-round pick, will be there. Isaac Phillip, Phillip, Isaac Phillips, Philip Roos, and Alex Vlasic are your defensemen. And Jackson Staubert and Mitchell Weeks are your goaltenders. So no Frank Nazar. 
obviously uh, at Michigan right now, focus Co- on that. College Same with uh, yeah, none of the college Comesso, guys can right. be there. Slaggart, right. all those guys are already in school already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another guy that I was kind of surprised is, is part of this is Josiah Slavin. He's been a pro now for yeah. over a year. He had a few games with the Hawks. Um, I mean, is this essentially like two preseason games for the Rockford Ice Hogs and Iowa Wild? Uh, Basically, kind of yeah. like what they're doing. You know, a couple like one name that that's not on this list that kind of surprised me is Nicholas Bodine. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's had what three professional seasons? Was now? he thirty-seven now? <laughs> but it's not an age thing because you got a bunch of 23. I mean, you could say the same thing for Evan Barrett. Evan yeah, Barrett's right. been in Rockford since the 70s, it seems like. So. Bodine's only 22, by the way. Right. You he's know, it feels like he's been with the organization since forever. Yeah, right. but I thought maybe there was an age restriction, but then I would see Philip Roos is there, and, and Slavin's 23, and, and Galvis is 23, so is Jackson with an ex-Stauber. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. May, I it's just Man, everything is just not looking good for Nicholas Bodine. And again... We have a general manager, I'm not saying, is trying to erase everything, the guy that was here before, but he, have, he has zero loyalty to any of those guys right. that were draft p- picked by the uh, uh, previous regimes. It's not looking great. Well, I, honestly, he hasn't done much to help himself either. No. I mean, it, it's not like he's you know lighting things up in Rockford and they're just passing him over. He just has not. I would say at the end of two seasons ago, he started getting in some games more consistently and looked okay. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not like a first-round pick, but okay. You could, If you squint real hard, you can see an NHL defenseman here. And then zero games last year with the Hawks. And scratch for the playoffs for Rockford. I, it looks like a bust at this point. I don't know how else you can spin right, it. Yeah. No, it's not good. He definitely has been passed up by a lot of guys since getting here. And it's not like the guys in Rockford last year were marquee prospects by any means. You know, it's, if he's, Korchinski wasn't there, he hadn't been drafted yet. Nolan Allen wasn't in Rockford. Uh, a lot of the young defensemen, Del Mastro been, wasn't there. He should have been the guy if yeah. based on that. So apparently right. it looks like a stretch and a swing and a miss at this point. Not going to write him off completely, but I just don't see much of a future with him, at least in Chicago. You know, he could be a guy that gets traded at some sort of deal as a – Sweetener, a hey, change of senior, scenery yeah. kind of guy. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he does this year. It's a make or break. If he wants to stay with this franchise, uh, it's it's got to happen this year. Um, uh, we, we should mention we tweeted out after the show, but you had a, a, an interesting message uh, regarding Jalen Lipen yesterday. We yeah, well yeah. While we're yes, yesterday prospects. we talked about the the injuries, uh, injury updates coming up from the Blackhawks about Jake McCabe and Jalen Lipen. Um, I know on the on the podcast we had uh, speculated about Lipen's um, timeline for for turning pro and whatnot. Uh, you know, for the Blackhawks to announce his his injury. Uh, updates. We thought that was a little interesting because, you know, usually if you were playing for a junior team, it would be your junior team that would uh, more often uh, announce that. But um, I was reached out to by uh, Lipen's agent, and he gave me some clarification. He said that uh, Jalen's plan was to go back to the WHL this season all along, um, and the reason that he is now going to be out for uh, a, a large portion is that he was trying to uh, to rehab his his injury that he suffered during the uh, WHL playoffs and the Memorial Cup playoffs with Edmonton uh, was trying to rehab that, but the progress wasn't what they were looking for, so ended up having to have surgery on it. Uh, so when he is healthy, he will go back to the WHL. He is now with the Tri City Americans, uh, and and you know what, I was talking about it with our with our friend Jack Bushman today at at at, at uh, the start of the camp, and um, you know it, it makes sense for him to go. Uh, now that I've thought about it a bit more, it makes sense for him to go back to junior um, one because of the in, because of the injury timeline. There's no reason for him to have to rehab this and then once he's ready to go, be like, hey, now fight for time in the AHL yeah, integrate to on Robert, a roster right? that's probably already going to be yeah. pretty figured out at that point. Um, so he goes to a you know a, a club with with Tri City that they missed the WHL playoffs last year, which is hard to do, but they did it. Um, but it gives him an opportunity to maybe once he's back healthy, play 
top line a, a top line role because when he even when he was with Edmonton, a team that was really good and he he did a lot of uh, good things with contributed a lot last year as as WHL champions. They were a stacked team, so he was getting like buried basically yeah. on that on that roster playing playing second line third line not getting a lot of power play time with tri-city once he's healthy i believe he'll likely get power play time top line time and that makes more sense for him once he's come once he comes back once he's healthy he plays one last half season of junior hockey before uh, making the jump to to the professional ranks i think that's that makes the most sense now given what his what his circumstance is so yeah a little clarification from from yesterday what we were uh Kind of, kind of spitballing what the plan is. Now we know what the plan. It's is. always nice when the agents reach out and say, "Hey, here's some info." Yeah. Uh, hey, I was listening to your show. Yeah, Wanted to give you some information. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, <laughs> great. Goes to show. Yeah, put that in the back pocket. Goes goes to prove the old theory of you never know who's listening. So uh, yeah. if you tell him to smash that like button, that's true. <laughs> I I did not DM him like, <laughs> "Hey, smash yet? the like button, did please." You, did you get him to get a T-shirt? I mean, I got the guy that, that <laughs> sold my car to me because that's true. That's true. Well, I don't know if there's a conflict of interest there, but I'll doesn't hurt to reach out. He can get new clients by becoming. I'm a member. Yeah. Uh, and you, you're right. It does make a lot. And, and you don't really necessarily want to burn that first year of his entry-level contract for 20 games in Rockford either. Sure. Like, so, yeah, as you explained, it makes more sense for him to, to get back to full speed at the WHL level and try and do it yeah. against grown-ass men in the AHL. Well, and I and I feel like, too, with kind of tying into this 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 prospect showcase that that's going on this week i think this is a good it's a good opportunity for some of these guys to be here and have kind of one last uh go of go of it in front of the blackhawks brass and and their front office before you know heading back to their junior teams or 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 heading back to the ice hogs whatnot going into training camp and there are probably some players left off the list, like a Nicholas Bodan. Like Ale- I-, I was surprised Alec Regula wasn't involved. Yeah. As if Vlasic's there, why why wouldn't Regula be there? I think there may be um, just some players that I think the Blackhawks are more. Uh, you know, it might be tipping their 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 hand that they're a little bit more interested in seeing more of, uh, and maybe getting those guys going prior to training camp so that they can hit the ground running in training camp. I don't want to say they're playing favorites, but it kind of seems like they might be a little bit. Um, but I think, too, it, it also uh, gives those players an opportunity to build some confidence. You know, you're, you're going in as one of the young guys in this, gr- in this group of young players, and you're the leader of this, of this group. You're looked at as, like, the leader of the group. Vlasic was, was paired with Kevin Korczynski in pretty much all of the defensive drills uh, that, that, that we saw today. Um, Lucas Reichel was running with Colton Dock in pretty much every, as, uh, with, with any drill that he was paired with. It was uh, Lucas Reichel and Colton Dock. So I think what they're trying to do is pair some of these, of these prospects together to kind of get, get them hitting the ground running, hitting – the ice running and um, get them going into training camp with as much momentum as possible. And, and I think that benefits guys like Vlasic and Reichel who I would pencil into the NHL lineup to start the season, but I know they're kind of in a situation where it's probably best for them to maybe take some time. But I, I think if they don't play themselves out of being like one of the top 12, 13 forwards, or one of the top six, seven defensemen, if they don't do that, what's the harm in saying, like, hey, if you've earned it, you've earned it, like, out of camp. Like, go for it. You know what's interesting, too, is I wonder, like, I'm sure they have a, a big board of a depth chart, right? Yeah. Um, and they probably have, like, a right now and a projection sort of a thing. And I wonder if they're going to be a little more patient with the prospects that they value more so Reichel, Vlasic is a was Vlasic second round pick, right? Or was yeah. it late first? Second. Second round pick. Um whereas guys like Regula and maybe Isaac Phillips, who they don't see as maybe having as high of a ceiling, maybe they put them in the league more quickly because eh, they kinda are what they are and they're not gonna have much more growth. Whereas with Reichel and Vlasic and players like that, maybe in the future Korchinski, et cetera, they take their time with because they project a bigger ceiling. I don't know. Yeah. Again, we, we have nothing to go on with Luke Richardson. He's never been a head coach at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never had to make these decisions before. Kyle Davidson's never been 
uh, general manager during a training camp at all. Right. So we don't know. You know, he was kind of picking up the pieces last year and, and trying to repair what was so very broken. Um, now he finally has his full, first full offseason to put his, you know, finishing touches on everything. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of we're kind of flying blind here. And I think the idea of maybe these guys who are invited to this camp uh, showcase are guys they want to get even more of a glimpse at. That's why I think you see Joseph Serpa, uh, who was an invited prospects camp, who yeah. played pretty well. All right, let's get a couple more looks before we make a decision on a contract for this guy. Samuel, Samuel Savoie, who I love. Uh, he really stood out in prospects camp and maybe a little more than they expected, mm-hmm. right? Considering where he was drafted, all those sort of things. Maybe they say, wait a minute, this is someone who maybe could help us sooner than we think. Let's give him a look. Let's see what he does, you know, instead of on, uh, you know, non-game plan scrimmages, put him in a, something a little more competitive. And I, I would assume a lot of these guys are going to get some preseason time as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see a lot of these guys play. Like I, I really want to see uh, Savoie. I think I like him more than than you guys do, but he just I just love the way he played. That's your guy. Uh, Nolan Allen and Ethan Del Mastro want to see. I mean, Del Mastro at prospects camp looked like Chris Pronger on the ice. He just looked like a different build of human mm-hmm. being. Yeah. So I want to see how he looks. Played really well for Canada in the World Junior Championships. There's a lot, of, and of course, to see Korchinski, the first round pick, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in real game action is going to be really exciting. I. I'm looking forward to this tournament. I'm looking forward to the preseason. Anyone you guys are looking forward to seeing, aside from, you know, Reichel, Vlasic, the big names? I'm interested to see what uh, what Philip Rouse is all about because I, I, I think, you know, he was he was playing top pair minutes uh, in Sweden last year. Is it Rouse or Roos? Am I saying it wrong? I think it's Rouse. We had this discussion Rouse. before. I think it was. Uh, I've been saying right? Roos, so it's probably I mean, it's, wrong. It's kangaroos. It's like Walter that, Payton shoes. Yeah, exactly. Remember those? Love Philip those. with an F. We'll just go with Philip with an F. Uh, for we'll call for him Phil. 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 The other Phil. Phil the, the Phil we got. Phil Phil, Phil him up. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see what what he's all about. I mean, he 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 was at prospect camp. Um, kind of looked like one of those, not not to the level that Vlasic did, where it was like, oh, this guy is like gonna ready to be a pro right now um wasn't as like man amongst boys as as Vlasic seemed but he kind of was fitting and and playing in 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 that in that realm where it kind of just felt like okay this is a guy who's played professionally before playing with a bunch of teenagers like that's kind of the vibe I got from 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 his game which is a good thing because it's like okay this this guy is is more than just like a flyer that we're just the Blackhawks are just taking a, a run on and hoping that he turns into something. Um, it seems like he's his his toolkit is a little bit more advanced than um, what you would think of a, of a rookie or a prospect to be. He was playing top pair minutes in Sweden uh, last season, and to do that as like a 21, 22 year old, like young players don't in Europe don't get that kind of responsibility and ice time without really proving that you can handle it. So I'm really interested to see what what he can do. Um, I think with with the injury to McCabe, uh, as as we talked about yesterday, um, the defensive lineup and the defensive rotation is is wide open. So he he could be a, one of those dark horse young players that could jump up and and really make an impact through this camp, through the preseason, and uh, could find himself fighting for for NHL time. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he can bring to the table. He's as, one uh, of those European free agents like Gustafson, like Pia Suter. Uh, Kubalik was a trade, but similar. Kempney. Ke- yeah, Kempney. Uh, Kemp- Jan Ruda. Yeah, Kempney, Ruda. Kuhn, all those guys. Right? Yeah, yeah so he, I, I would be almost surprised if he's not. I think David Kampf was a. Uh, Kampf, too, yeah. was a European find. Yep, so. so I wouldn't say a regular, but might yeah. be. Could, could be, be an opening could, night could, defenseman. Could be something. Could yeah. be something. We'll see lo- what happens. Lawrence had on our screen there while we were rambling off European hockey players. A perfect segue <laughs> for Walter Payton. Yeah, love Ruse those. Ad. Love yeah. those ruse. Those were yeah, those were great. We love Walter Payton here at CHGO. We, yeah, are those are ruse still in in? I don't think so. I, don't, I think they're long gone. No. Uh they might have come back. They might have had a comeback. I don't. Uh, no, I'm not a shoes uh, guy. I'm not uh, one of those guys. I'm a sneakerhead. Um, I don't got money for that. The exactly. ruse were the ones that had the pocket in the shoe, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. Oh, shoes with pockets. Kangaroo. 
Let's yeah, see. I wanted to get like a pair of Jordans when we started here because everybody had cool shoes on set. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't have three hundred dollars. I'm like, for shoes. Jord- no, we won't yeah, be doing that. Uh, you could take all the pairs of shoes I own, <laughs> throw them in one box, and it'd still be a hundred dollars cheaper than one pair. Of <laughs> if they're not at Kohl's, I'm not interested. These are Target specials, baby. <laughs> uh, but the, the one prospect I want to see is a guy that won me over in the second half of the AHL season. That's Michael Tepley. Um, he was a guy that his first pro season was disappointing, but it was hard to really hold it against him. He played in that weird COVID season in the yeah. AHL, which he would have been, he would have in a normal setting, he would have been in juniors. Yeah. So yeah. he played the ice hogs in that weird empty stadium practice rink, 23 game season, whatever it was, not exactly a season that you can for your first season in North America. That was kind of, well, for if professionally, at least he played Winnipeg, uh, uh, in the WHL, but then last year, full time, the first half of the season, it was kind of like he's there. I see him sometimes, but then right after Christmas, he got put on the top line with Reichel and Conley and took off. Mm-hmm. Started scoring a ton of goals, game winning goals. He had a he had a really cool uh, shootout goal, which you wouldn't expect it from him, but really got. Uh, the light went on from it. I, I want to credit Anders Sorensen with, with with a guy that worked hard with him. And and, and Tepley even told me in a post game interview uh, during his hot run, he said it was he was able to really get things together when he realized that the harder he plays without the puck, the easier it becomes when he has the puck. And when he focuses on his game without the puck, it would it lead led to more time with it mm-hmm. and and knowing being in the right situations and things like that. So he uh, he's a guy that took a huge jump in season last year, so I'm looking forward to seeing if he can continue that to start this season. I, I'm assuming he's going to be a guy we're going to see in some preseason games, yep. and then he's going to be one of the big contributors for the Ice Hogs offensively this year. It's interesting that he would have such a big jump under Sorensen, and then you know he gets a job. Uh, was that before they named Richardson coach? Did that Sorensen was going to be yes. the yeah because yeah. It, because it was uh yes yeah that was, I think that's that why we sort of speculate like oh maybe Derek King is going to get this job after all around, yeah so it tells you that they were impressed by the uh, whatever he did in his short time as head coach down there which includes Tepley's big improvement got him the job he, yeah he got great. a team that had no business being a playoff team to be a playoff team last year. Yeah, that team outside of Lucas Reichel couldn't score a goal to save their lives. Not many uh, teams that finish, uh, I think, either last or second to last. I have to go back and look at it, but I think they were either last or second to last in shot differential. Yeah, not many teams oh, of that caliber will was, uh, make the playoffs. It was they were outshot forty-two to seventeen on almost a nightly basis. Yeah. Um, Arbor Which is Soderblum. great Great practice for Soderblom. Right, get yeah. used to it, kid. <laughs> um, <Yeah. coughs> Bloom and Colin Delia were great last year. Mm. That was a big reason. But there was some real progression from some of these young guys last year. And that's what you need. You need a guy that can get the best out of the young guys. So uh, Anders Sorensen got, uh, got the full-time gig, and he, he earned it. And I think it was a really good move. And he's the head coach of the team this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yep. were told uh, we'll be there for the practice. Tomorrow's practice is from 10 to noon, so we'll be there for the whole practice. And they're actually opening up uh, the locker room. So nice. that's, that's another sign that that's what's going to happen for league-wide this like, year. Like that. Uh, and we'll be able to uh, chat with uh, Anders. Didn't, they said he wasn't going to talk to the media today, but he'll talk a little bit tomorrow, tomorrow. so we can get a few questions in. Um, so, yeah, and in, in case you're wondering, it's all free, open to the public. Uh, the practice tomorrow is from 10 to noon, and then Friday's game is at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. at the 5th 3rd Arena. At the 5th 3rd Arena, right down the street on, on Jackson. And uh, be real cozy Sunday in there. Sunday is 1 o'clock. Yep. Uh, the Bears uh, were gracious enough to move their game to Sunday night so we can all focus on To accommodate the, the Tom yes. Herbert's yeah. prospect I mean, showcase. I'm glad, I'm glad they respect. did that. Yeah. Thanks, Bears. Thanks, Bears. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that would be fun. Those are all, again, free. Open to public. If you if you can't make it or you're not in the Chicago area, the Blackhawks will be streaming those games on their official website, so you'll be able to watch them at home. I'm going to have to do the streaming replay somehow. I I will not be. I at think the they'll games. be uh, streamed through the website, and I'm going to assume 
also through their team YouTube page. Yeah, so, so probably the broadcast will be on the, uh, so the YouTube I, page. I will be watching those games when I uh, come home from uh, Riot Fest each night this weekend. That's my big last hurrah. Hell yeah. Before uh, It's my traditional last weekend before my social life goes away till next <laughs> June. So looking forward to uh, Riot Fest this weekend. Who's the big uh, band you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, it's the original Misfits with Glenn Danzig. I mean, they're, they're one of my all-time favorite yeah. bands. When they did the re- when they reunited for their first show in 33 years in 2016, one of the highlights of my concert-going life. Looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, there's a lot of good punk bands playing that I love that remind me of high school. Bad Religion, Descendants, Lagwagon, lots of old-school punk that I'm going to. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing uh, My Chemical Romance. They're playing Friday night. I'm not the biggest fan of theirs. I like some of their songs, but I kind of want to see what the hype is about. People swear they're a great live band, so I'll be able to, to know or not. Is what train, train playing? Is train going to be there? Train is not there, but I might take I don't think the train. anything called Riot Fest will... Uh, yeah. No, you'd be surprised. They we'll pull out, the they pull out some, some, crazy, some crazy people you wouldn't think. Uh, this year's... Why are they playing Riot Fest? But it's going to be a lot of fun. Include Coolio and Ice Cube both right, playing nice. on Sunday. That'd be fun. But in years past, they had the Village people there like three years That's ago. That's fun. <laughs> See, it was it was the most fun I've ever had at That's a Riot fantastic. Fest. Set. They actually planned. They they made a Facebook event and they did a circle pit for Macho Man. So here's the Village people performing on stage, and there's five thousand punk rock kids doing a circle mosh pit to Macho Man. It was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, hey man, that's just the uh, of the distort the guitars and it's punk, right? Yeah. I would lie. I, I'm hey, very mad at myself for missing out on the Misfits again. Yeah, just, one of my favorites. They, they uh, yeah, they're a little. You know, Glenn Danzig is not the greatest person in the world. What? But uh, uh, get, out, get right out of town. I don't care, man. Those Misfits <laughs> records, I've loved them since I was in grade school. Um, you know, it was like when my older sister got into Metallica. I started listening to Metallica, and then you heard. You know, their cover of Last Caress on the Garage Days album. And you're yep. like, oh, this is a great song. And then you learn, oh, wait, it's by another band. And then you're like, whoa, these guys are kind of better than Metallica. But, you know, that was you know, my <laughs> I opinion. love the Misfits. I love Dan Ziggy. I've never seen either of them live and would love to make that happen. I don't, you can get a one-day pass for something. I'm just old, though. There. You know, come to me, Misfits. <laughs> I got a decent sized backyard. It's a very yeah, yeah, Danzig yeah. attitude Check out have. that Game Time app and for a hundred and... $51, you get a three-day pass. Good deal. Ooh. That's a really good deal. That's a really good deal. Cheaper than I paid. It's actually cheaper than the single days. The single d- Oops, what happened there? Uh, the single days. Interesting. Um, we're all more than that. Riot Fest, hold on. I love this, this live look at the Game Time app. <laughs> for those of you listening to the audio only, uh, we apologize. Lawrence, <laughs> for <tickets. laughs> what day is uh, the Misfits? Misfits are Saturday night. Saturday night. So that's 189. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My cousin's getting married. I can't go anyway. Definitely. Oh, well, there you uh, go. <laughs> See, that reminds me of the one and only Riot Fest I missed was my cousin was getting married that weekend, so I couldn't go, and that was the, the year they had the replacements reunion, and i still bitter about that. Mm. That's one of my all-time favorite bands, too. Yes. So, we- hey, if anybody's going to be at Riot Fest this weekend. Look for Greg. And you're wearing a CHGO shirt to Riot Fest. And I find you. I will buy you a beverage of your choice. Wow. There nice. you go. Boom. That's out there. Yeah. You can so. get one at allchgo.com. There you can also read Mario's really creative Patrick Kane trade piece, which we're going to get to next. But we got to yeah. learn about some some more friends of the show. Yeah, more friends of the show. Uh, it is September, middle of September. Confirmed. The weather is starting to change just a little bit, uh, but, but it's going to be nice, nice for the rest of the week. Uh, I think we're going to have nice weather for the Bears tailgate we told you about earlier on the 25th. Uh, But it might be good and nice enough to get a couple more rounds of golf in. And what better way to do it than in some Pins and Aces golf apparel. Pins and Aces is the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network. And they're friends of the CHGO podcast as well. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. And uh, you get a, a lot of compliments on the course when you're wearing those pins and aces, uh, polos, hats, different golf bags. Uh, what's great about pins and aces, they are a family-owned uh, golf and apparel business. So uh, you love to support those, those types of businesses. And uh, speaking of their specialty golf bags, uh, pins and aces has an innovative product that allows you to store seven 
beers right inside your golf bag. Keeps them cold the entire round, which is perfect for when you're on uh, maybe the eighth, seventh, or eighth hole, and that uh, the cart hasn't drink cart hasn't come around in a couple of couple <laughs> of holes. Really good to know that you got that one right there, a cold one right there in your bag, right next to your pitching wedge that you're going to need to get out of the sand trap. So check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO, and you'll get 15% off of your first order, and it'll be free shipping. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. And we were just talking about earlier about tailgate. It's tailgate season, and what's one of the most fun things you could do while tailgating? That's playing some cornhole or bags, as we like to say here in Chicago. And if you want to get yourself the coolest cornhole set you could possibly get, you need to check out our friends over at Chi-Town Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for the Chicagoland area and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their corner, The great Chi-Town cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders recessed on the back, and my favorite portion, LED lights inside the hole. Yeah. So in case you're playing at night or you just need, a, like you're like me and you need physical help on where the hole is, <laughs> they will hook you up. That's my favorite part. Chi-Town Cornhole is veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere you want and offer local pickups. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. And I know we will be bringing out those sweet CHGO boxes and bags that they made for us. Uh, We'll be having those at the September 25th Bears tailgate, so you can check them out there. But that's Chi-Town Cornhole for all your cornhole needs. This is my first time seeing the cornhole set in person, and they are are. They're really nice. Yeah, they are. They are, they are slick. Very cool. <laughs> I think Lawrence is about to haul one on set. There it is. Here, Here we go. go. Here he comes. Again, great go. for the audio audience. Yeah. Yes. But there they are. Look at they that. Are. Right That's in the beautiful. There. Very cool. Uh, LED light. There's there it is. Ooh. Drink holders in the beautiful. back. Even the bags themselves. The bags are real themselves nice. are yes. CHG. They got our logo branded. on it. Yes. Oh, very yeah. cool. It's corn. It's corn. It's corn. I've never seen a more beautiful thing. Yeah, these are real nice. Kobe. Damn it. I don't think that's how you're supposed to play. Oh, well, almost. All right. Almost made it. All right. Before we wrap up, Mario, <laughs> you have a very – I loved work. your concept. Just a little behind the curtain for everybody. Whenever any of us write something, we ask the others to review it, check for typos, weird sentences, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guilty of those a lot. Uh, so I, I read Mario's piece before it was published, and I, I love the idea you had of sort of co-writing it with an Oilers writer. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Athletics' Jonathan Willis for um, playing the role of Ken Holland there for me with the uh, with the Oilers. I took on the the thankless task of tr- trying to trade Patrick Kane in a fair deal because um, as we have gone through the summer, we have seen many, 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 many <laughs> rumors of all varying types and degrees, and I figured we don't know what's true, what's not. We don't know what a trade package could or could not look like. So I reached out to, to, to Jonathan and, and said, hey, would you you know be willing to kind of do a mock back and forth of, of how a deal might go down between uh, Ken Holland and Kyle Davidson? And, uh, you know, this, this, this isn't NHL 23 where you just plug a couple pieces in and it tells you, oh, this is a fair deal, trade. Like, it's not that simple. It's not? Uh, no, it's not, That's surprisingly. Not that one Twitter account told me. Oh, I know. Well, Damn. Yeah, sometimes real life is different. Um, so uh, in, in the back and forth, you know, I, I, I kind of laid out that I wanted to try and get at least two, maybe three first-round caliber uh, assets in return for Kane. Long story short, with this trade that we hypothesized to be a, a trade deadline deal, with Edmonton not really being able to give Patrick Kane an extension beyond it, probably not sign him in the offseason, it really was two months of Patrick Kane. So if you're going into this thinking, wow, did Mario get four first-round picks for him? Nope. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not, and I don't think Kyle Davidson will in this situation. Even in our wildest dreams, I don't think that that is going to to be the case. If Patrick Kane come, comes to 
Kyle Davidson and says, I want to trade at Edmonton's on his list. I think something that, that myself and Jonathan ended up working out could be what we could see. And, and I know that, you know, I, I, I encourage you all to uh, go to allchgo.com, become a member and, and, and read the story, read the, uh, read the article and, and, and let me know what you think of it. Um, I've already been getting roasted pretty bad uh, in our, uh, I, I put, I put out the article uh, earlier today, obviously, and um, put out a poll, fair, fair deal for the Hawks, bad deal for the Hawks, fair, fair deal for, fair deal for both sides. And um, yeah, it, uh, the, the Twitterverse is not very happy with me as Kyle Davidson, but Hey, that's why I'm not Kyle Davidson, right? Well, a lot of them aren't happy with the real Kyle Davidson. So it's okay. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's uh, for me. It kind of gave a bit of a of, of a different perspective of like you can't you you can't go to the table and say I want your top prospect, I want your your best player that's not named Connor McDavid or Kale McCarr or whatever, and I want your first round pick this year and next year and the year after. Like you can't it's do that because it happen. won't work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, before Alex Abrinkit was traded, we talked about him being the Blackhawks' most valuable trade piece by a long shot. Mm-hmm. And yes, we were all a little bit underwhelmed by the return, but as time went by and you saw like teams were limited, there was limited interest. A lot of places, a lot of teams weren't willing to blow their entire future on what is basically a rental, mm-hmm. a non-guaranteed rental of Alex to bring it. You're talking about two months of Patrick Kane. Yes, it's Patrick Kane, but if you're getting a first-round pick, a really good prospect, and a, a guy with some proven NHL time who'd probably have a, a more elevated role on the Hawks. That's, I think that is a very fair deal for both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first-round pick is key. That's yeah. it. Get a first-round pick plus, and I'm pretty happy with it. I know it's you got to look at this from the team trading for Patrick Kane is not trading for the last 14 years of Patrick Kane. They're right. trading for the next two months of Patrick Kane, and that's it. And, look, a team like Edmonton with McDavid and Dreisaitl and all these players locked up long-term – they're not going to be able to resign Kane, so it is a pure rental. Mm. And Kane's going to have his pick of a team next summer. Maybe it's the Blackhawks again. Who knows? But I think the takeaway here is temper your expectations on a return. Yeah. You're not going to get multiple firsts, multiple prospects. It's just not going to happen. And I think what you came up with, maybe substitute player names, teams, whatever. Very representative of what can be an expected return. Yeah, and I'm 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 hoping to do this again with uh, a number of other people that I that I reached out to, um, to to kind of see like what other teams could do, what the what what could work with other teams. So I'm I'm hoping to hear back from a couple more people to uh, uh, to get that done. But I, one thing I did mention in the article um, was was the Brandon Hagel trade. Because that blew us all away. Two first-round picks and two NHL-ready players for Brandon Hagel. But you kind of have to remember, the, the Lightning were trading for a young player under contract and someone who that they were in the immediacy hoping was going to help put them over the top in a playoff run, but then also be a factor in their lineup for the next two to three seasons and a, and a guy who they could re-sign to an extension because he's not going to break the bank. So when they really valued Brandon Hagel a lot and they paid a lot for it. And, and I think with a true rental of Patrick Kane, you're getting an elite player. You're getting them for two months. Right. So it's, it's, it's how much are you willing to pay for this really short term burst without destroying your team from a, from a, from a you know a trading partner perspective. Well, think of it. Let's let's think of it this way. Before we wrap up, you're we're the Blackhawks. We're in the dynasty time. We're looking to add a really great player at the deadline, right? Like they added Andrew Ladd, uh, Antoine Vermette. Over the years, they always seem to find a way to add somebody. You weren't willing to give up your entire future for it, right? Right? Yeah, you had to give up some decent pieces, but. For a rental, you're never going to destroy a franchise. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So temper expectations. I would. Be, you're going to get a first round pick at least. The rest is detail, right? I think if there's, I don't think there's any way because I think there will be a bidding war for Kane. Yeah, at five and a half if, million. If if it comes out that hey, uh, Patrick Kane is open to ch- is is open to waiving his no move clause, like Blackhawks are opening up 
you know, actual discussions about trading him. If that comes out, then your Colorado's, your Edmonton's, your New York's, the Rangers, they're going to be in the mix. Those teams aren't continuously mentioned by the, you know, the national uh, reporters for no reason. Right. So I, I think if it comes to that point, and it, there could be a case where Kane is just says, you know what, I'm sticking around. We'll work out a contract extension in Chicago and, and let that be that. There's an, a scenario where that could happen. Um, but in the case that he says that he's open to being traded, there will be plenty of suitors coming to find, uh, coming to, to, to get his services, whether it's a team that thinks that they can extend him beyond the, you know, the end of the season or not. There's going to be people that will want Patrick Kane on their team if they're going for a, a Stanley Cup run for sure. All right, we're running late. Let's wrap things up. Do you want to shout out? Back to his meat sticks. Do you want to shout out uh, our friend? No, no, uh, no, Roy's just rage. Uh, at the top of the show, mentioned uh, a, a picture he sent of us, or he sent for us on on Twitter. Uh, believe he was at the Regina Pats uh, preseason game, up close and personal with uh, Mr. Connor Bedard down there. So uh, looks like we might have some uh, CHGO friendly boots on the ground. Nice. In, uh, in Western Canada, you can maybe potentially see future Blackhawk first overall pick, Connor Bedard. He's, he's, he's willing it into the universe. Yes. Love it. I appreciate I like that. that. I love that energy. Yes. Thank you for sending the pick, and uh, keep them coming until the restraining order is filed. <laughs> we appreciate it. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for joining us. We're back tomorrow at 1.30. Uh, remember, sign up for points bet. Use that code CHGO, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 for Greg and Mario. I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.